All right, guys, growing your wellness business doesn't have to mean working around the clock and feeling exhausted. So welcome to the Healthy Hustle Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Feldman, and I have been in your shoes. I've been in the wellness space for over nine years, and I know what it feels like to feel overwhelmed. I took my wellness business from 13K that first year and feeling fried and exhausted to over six figures. Now I'm a business coach for health and wellness professionals just like you, and I create done-for-you content and programs to help you save time and money so you can spend more time nailing down your niche, understanding your buyer avatar, attracting your ideal client, and building your business from the ground up the right way. So sit down and let's get started. Hey guys, it is Rachel Feldman. I am extremely excited to have this amazing pioneer in health. I know many of you, you know, either are struggling to say, can I actually make this possible? Am I actually going to be able to kick off this business because either I struggled with my own struggles or I've, I've witnessed these struggles and I really have to do something in this world. This woman, Piper, is an amazing example of how you can totally make this possible. I'm actually going to do something different today, guys. On The Healthy Hustle, you know that I rarely do a formal introduction, but I feel that it is imperative for you to hear in Piper's words, and, and even where she attended school, to just step into the shoes of you being visible in the way that Piper has made herself. So without further ado, bear as I actually read the formal one. Piper Gibson is a children's holistic health expert. She is a certified functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner, holds a doctorate in advanced holistic nutrition, and is a board certified doctor of natural medicine. She's also a certified nutrigenomics specialist using cutting edge nutrigenomics for advanced nutrition protocols. And we're going to say it's just that. And if you, of course, want to know the formula, you're going to go to our site, which I know you guys are going to do anyway, because I would guarantee a lot of you guys actually need her. I know I needed somebody like Piper when we were going through a lot of our own struggles and trying to even understand nutrigenomics. Piper specialized in working with families just like hers, teaching them how to conquer their children's endless list of symptoms using functional lab testing, food, and natural approaches. So guys, now, Piper, can you introduce yourself and tell everyone what we can expect in this amazing episode today? Hi, Rach. Thank you for having me. I'm really super excited to join you today and just kind of dig in. I really want to talk about community and creating community. So not just following the people that are following you on Instagram or Facebook, but how do you create community with the people who really need you and how do you kind of hold their hand in that step-by-step process and working with families just like mine is really a passion. And so I really want to dig in on how we can make a stronger community to help you grow your business. I know this is one of those questions that everyone has, you know, they say, am I going to be able to get a following? I hear this word list building, but what does that actually mean when we have this ongoing community of people that have either followed us and also more importantly, the point that you brought up, you created this community with this really clear intention of knowing this huge problem that you solved. And not only in the specifics of how you approach it, but I think really in what we always talk about of a successful business, honing in on what of these missing pieces, this huge missing aspect for moms and of course, even families. Can you even talk about how you came, how you came to know that you really want to approach it in this way? Yeah. So I'll just give you a little bit of backstory on how I ended up down this health and wellness rabbit hole in the first place. But nine years ago, my son was diagnosed with a neurological tick. He was fine one day and he woke up the next day with ticks, really kind of severe. We were terrified. We went to 10 different doctors, tried eight different prescriptions. We had a neurologist just tell us, your son needs a good spanking. And I felt at that point that conventional approaches had failed us. So I went back to school. I completely relearned everything I knew about health and wellness. And for me, 
one of the key things that I always wanted, that I always craved was somebody to hold my hand, whether it was my virtual hand or my in-person hand, somebody to hold my hand and walk me through a step-by-step process. We were overwhelmed. We were scared. We were frustrated. Nobody was talking about uh, natural approaches to things like tics and Tourette's and sensory processing disorder. So I really made it my mission when I started working with families that I wanted to be that person that was their guide to hold their hand. And for me, my biggest tip has always been share your story, share what you've been through. doesn't matter if it's your family or if it's you personally, but what is your personal story? And when you share that story, it starts to resonate with other people. And then it kind of spreads because more people hear your story. It gets out there. And once I had a following on Instagram or Facebook, I invited them to join me in a smaller community. It's a private Facebook group, but it's where every week I will get on and let them ask me questions. They're all struggling with the same things that we went through. And I've come out the other side. I've been through the dark tunnel and I've seen the light. And now I want to create that community with those people who they felt like I did. They felt lost. They felt they were in an emotional hurricane. And now we've brought it down to the fact that I've been there, done that. How can I guide them on their journey? And I know a coach who's either starting out or they are saying, Piper, no, I know, but you were able to do it. I'm not able to do it. Can you, and and of course we're saying, no, yes, you can do it. And we just want you to take these simple steps. Can you give this coach who's saying, well, Piper, you had this following on Instagram. So I even want to like pull us back. And of course, we're going to focus on how do we create this community and how do you even nourish your community? But take me back just into the beginning when you were building that Facebook and Instagram. Did you find that you shared your story and that was the beginning step and then added these other elements of, of course, content that people could digest that related to the solution. And then at what step did you say, I'm going to now bring this into a place where people feel more comfortable than just sharing on these public platforms where somebody's commenting under, uh, can you just break down that if you would be so kind? Yeah. Well, when I started out three years ago, I didn't have a following. I was just regular old Piper Gibson. I didn't have a following, but as I went through school, I started sharing what I was doing. Most, most of my friends and family, they, they knew our story. They knew our struggle, but I started sharing with everybody else what we were doing. I started a Facebook page. I started an Instagram and I just started posting and, and sharing what we've been through. So not just like our story, but other pertinent information, you know, what supplements do I like? What, what, what did I have for lunch? just kind of other things involving people in my life so that they knew that I'm a real person. And it it was a slow growing thing. But as I realized, I got very, very clear on my niche. So at one point I was just working with children and families and that was my niche. But when I got extremely crystal clear that I wanted to work with families whose children struggled with tics and Tourette's, that's when I created that smaller group community because they can all relate. So it's not just children and families, but it's that really distinct niche. And when that happened, uh, things really started to blow up for me. So I was always very hesitant to get very clear on my niche. I was like, well, there's so many more people I can help. When I got crystal clear, it started to blow up because people were like, oh my gosh, I didn't know this existed. So for me, I feel like, yes, share your story, but also be crystal clear on who it is you want to work with. And I love that you brought often, and I've even had, I've even had some coaches say, but, but I am sharing my story. And I always step back and say, maybe I didn't say this clear enough. You not only have to share maybe the elements of your own story and the transparency, but you also have to take them through all the things that you do in your life, because it's in those storytelling where you're like, Hey, this is the best supplement. This is what we're doing right now. This is what we tried before it didn't work. You're taking them through your trials and tribulations, as well as the transformation you either create in your home, especially when we're at the infancy and we don't have clients. I think this is where we often fail in that beginning process, which really sets the stage for then as we are testing, 
And now, as you were saying, you know, before that time that you got really crystal clear, being able to look at in those stories that you're sharing of the things you do and what is working and how you help somebody's, you know, your friend's child. I think that we also do get more crystal clear in that practice because we start to see what really also aligns with us and fuels us and really what calls to us as our purpose. That's really true. But you know, one of the things that I'll mention that was really a game changer for me was I did a lot of market research. I got into groups on Facebook and started looking at what other parents and families were saying. I worked with my own clients and really used their words to reach out to the other people out there. So when I'm sharing a story or I'm talking or I'm sharing a testimonial, I'm using my client's words because that really resonates with the other people that I'm trying to bring into my community out there. It makes a lot of sense for them when I'm saying, you know, I just don't think I can do this. I don't think I can do this. My child had a meltdown at Target and I had to leave my cart in aisle three. When you are using their wording that you've looked at market research, you know how they're feeling, you know what their pain points are, you know what's going on out there. It really helps you to connect with them on a deeper level. And to get very specific, I love that you brought that up because I know too often, and and I was just listening to a podcast the other day where a person who was talking about failing in their business and thinking that they actually weren't doing the right thing, but that they realized they were talking to people on where they were now. And they weren't taking enough time to go back into their own hero journey. And just like you said, getting people either on the phone for your market research or even picking up books and reading them where a person is sharing questions like, do you ever feel that you're just going to lose and you feel so overwhelmed because this is going on with your child? Do you ever feel just sad? And really trying to understand what are some of the things that that person actually feels inside that aren't specific and these, you know, fancy words that we sometimes more adhere to in the health and wellness industry, but coming back and truly stepping into their shoes in that massive time of paralysis, overwhelm, hopelessness, and wanting to have somebody like yourself show up and talk about those stories, but then also lead them on this path of great content, bringing them, of course, into your solo focus group where you, I'm sure, have way more engagement in there. Yeah. And, you know, for me, I had a group of kind of had a group for a while, but it wasn't until I got in there, I set, I set my hours. I'm going to be here every Tuesday at 7.30 Pacific for you with my, you know, tea in the morning. And we're going to sit and chat and we're going to talk. And when I made myself available and open to their questions and their concerns, um, it really changed the dynamic and the connection and the community. And, you know, I get in there and they talk about, well, my child has this and my child has that, and they relate to each other. And then we can talk about how that really fits into that broader picture. So before we even dive into some of the questions and how you, of course, have created more of a blueprint for yourself with those, with those in with the the actual tangible things that you do each week. So that also you give structure for your people in there. What were the ways that you started to bring people into this specific group? What were some of the simple strategies that you can share with either a person from FDN, which we both love, uh, or a, or another coach who's saying, you know, this is the part I'm having a tough time, which is promoting this group. And, and of course, the benefits, which I think you just really talked on is do that market research make sure you're crystal clear on who you want to serve in the group, be extremely specific and don't be scared to niche down. Yeah. And for me, when I started doing market research, I started mingling in the other groups. I'm not saying this is what I do. I'm not stealing people from other groups, but I started mingling. I started sharing our story in the other groups. I started talking to other parents. And honestly, I probably have like 10 or 20 parents send me private messages every week. Hey, Can you give me more details on what you did? And when we start digging in, you know, in those private messages, then I can lead to, you know, inviting them to my group. I also do master classes once a month. I actually get a special guest. They come on. We've done supplements. We've talked about uh, natural approaches to Nick Ticks and Tourette's. We, I do advertise those 
as a masterclass. Come to my free masterclass, but it gets people in my group. And then when they answer questions for my group, I say, can I send you a freebie? And they drop their email address if they want a freebie. And then I add them to my email list, which then gets them in that rotation of my newsletter and my information and my launches. So not only am I building the the Facebook community part, but I'm also building my email list at the same time. You're bringing them into your ecosystem. And, you know, I'm just like, I'm a huge advocate of we have to have these personalized conversations. And I'm also a huge advocate of get your stuff together in the beginning, do that imperfect action. Because if we wait for that, I don't know what I'm saying. We're only going to know what we want to say by taking the chance to go into other groups, joining Chamber of Commerce, joining, you know, I can't tell you how many people came from my kids' Montessori school. I made sure I was on the board at PTA. I made sure that I was always giving back and also sharing, this is what I do, in addition to going into other Facebook groups and always being not in their selling, not in their promoting freebies, always in there saying, you know, this was some of the struggles that we went through. You know, if anyone else is struggling, I would love to connect with you. And, and not thinking of a sale, but thinking of being of service to that person who had walked that path as I did. And then documenting like on a paper when people did ask questions, what's your favorite, you know, probiotic for, you know, diaper rash? My kids are having this. And, you know, you talked about this last week. So I love, that's a very simple approach. It's something that each one of us should be really doing at every stage of our business. So moving on to now creating this amazing community that you've done, what would you say are some of the best things that, and I know you talked about telling people on this day, I'm going to be here for this live Q&A. Do you do those masterclasses in that actual group or do you do those masterclasses where somebody can sign up and come to a link? I actually do the master classes inside the group and invite people to join that master class. I put it on Instagram, I put it on Facebook, I put it out there, I send it out to my email list. But just to get people to the group to watch the master class, because one, that's going to grow my group, two, that's going to grow my my email list. But really, I think one of the really important things is being consistent and being interactive. And you don't have to post something every single day, but if you're posting three or four times a week and you are being interactive and you are responding to questions and comments and opening it up for, you know, the greater group to get in and, and get involved and ask questions. Because a lot of people want to sit back and watch their lurkers and how can you bring those lurkers in and really engage them and get them connected to the conversation. And sometimes somebody is going to lurk for several months before they decide that they either want to ask a question or, or get involved with you as a, as a coach or practitioner. I know when I had my groups in the beginning, because I often hear coaches and I would love to hear what you suggest for the coaches that we of course are speaking to is a coach will say to me, but I am, I'm I'm sharing my blog and I'm sharing information. And I always say, well, you're sharing a lot of information. I too have sometimes looked at my group and said, wow, why is this engagement lower. I looked and saw that I was wearing the sharing teacher role instead of coming in and starting to ask, you know, questions like here's a poll, you know, tell me what's, you know, here are my top five, but also drop below. What are some of your big sticking points? And whenever I did that in groups and really engaged and gave structure, like the first week of, you know, every month we're going to kick off with this workshop and then we're going to do a live Q&A on these other days. It made it a place that people knew they could come in and feel safe about asking their questions. And it turned into an environment where people were like, oh, I can at least come in here or I know that I can personal rest message Rachel and ask about maybe a little more of an embarrassing thing or something I'm not as comfortable talking about. What have you found to create the most engagement. I know that you mentioned, of course, the stuff that I just shared, but what would be some additional things that you saw not only created an engagement, but for you created that consistent schedule? So one of the things that I noticed is that a lot of people are not open to open-ended questions. They are not going to engage with them. So if I can put a poll or you know A, B, C, D, which one is you? Or E, all of the above. 
I get so much more engagement because people are afraid and embarrassed to ask questions. Um, because they honestly, I think they don't want to be judged. I think they have a fear of being judged. And I've always said to the people in my group, if you don't want to share it publicly, send me a PM. We can talk PM. We can get on the phone, but you know, giving them that open ended space where they can reach out to me and other avenues if they are afraid to, to ask in general, but definitely not asking open-ended questions, giving them choices because it's so much easier to get in and say, uh, I'm an A, I'm a B than for them to get in there and really spill the beans. I think that's such amazing advice because I think that same strategy, which we were talking about, really, really be tapped into where your ideal client is understand their, their pain points. And even though you're crystal clear on its ticks and Tourette's, you want to really be able to get even clearer on how is that affecting them? What specific areas do they really need to drill down on so that you have your market research? Hence that month, you're able to say, you know, these are some common questions that I'm seeing, or these are some of the you know common problems and turn that actually into a post. And I also love that you really lessen this overwhelm because I hear coaches often say, you know, should I send somebody my scheduler? Should I have them opt in if they're messaging me in a personal message? And I love how you just said, you know, we take this to a personal message and I make this, you know, very simple for them to feel safe and comfortable. Can you kind of dive into a little more about how you made this this simple for yourself, because I know you talk to a lot of coaches who ask you, you know, about your success. And I think that we have a tendency to overcomplicate this part of human connection in a PM and DM. And, and so I would love to hear your feedback with that. Yeah. You know, I think especially now in the virtual world, people are a little more hesitant a lot of what we do as health coaches and practitioners is outside of the box. It's unconscionable questions. And, you know, there's not a ton of research on natural approaches on all of these things because, well, nobody's going to fund them because it's not making any big company any money. Um, and so I think that it's really, really important to make them understand, like, you're a real person. You have been there. You have been in their shoes. But when I, when I get a PM or a DM from somebody, you know, I ask them, can I ask you some more questions? I'd love to get a bigger picture of what's going on with your child's health. So then they start to, you know, drop a few things. Well, I love that. What, why is it important to fix this for your child right now? And then they kind of talk some more. And then we, you know, I say, well, I relate to that. That was an issue with my son or, I've worked with this client or that client so that you have that social proof that you've been through it or a client has been through it. And then eventually when it gets to the end, I say, Hey, you know, I'd love to get on a call with you and talk about how we might work together, whether this is a fit for you or not. And some of those people are going to accept that and take that. And some of those people are going to keep watching. But what I found is that even now people that connected with me six months ago will come back and say, you know, I'm now I'm ready. Now I'm ready. It, and I've had to really let that go because I felt like oh, they're saying no to me, but it's not no forever. Oh. It's just no for right now. Oh. I love that you brought this up. I was just sharing about this the other day that I can't tell you how many people have said, I've been following you for a year. And what that tells me is you were following me because either you've had this experience in the past where, you know, you just, you're nervous. You're nervous to maybe work with somebody again, or maybe you're just overwhelmed in general. And one of the words that's really hit me in, in this interview is this word consistency, because we'll often, you know, like you said, any new coach, we're like, am I doing something wrong? They didn't sign up. I've been nourishing. I've, I even took this time, but we have to remember this has nothing to do with us per se, unless we are, you know, not of course showing up and consistently, but for most people, they need a little more time to see if you're the right person. They may not be that type where it's going to jump right on, you know, a Zoom call or sign up right away, but they are 
digesting and consuming that information. And I love that you talked about even the patience with this. What would you say for that coach? Because I, I can hear all these, well, did Piper have that scripted in, you know, in her way that she's reaching out and connecting with people in this PM or DM? I mean, I'm sure, I think I know your answer, but I would love to just hear so that we can really level any overwhelm of creating this beautiful community and that it doesn't have to feel like sales. It can really be how you're approaching this, which is to, of course, find out what your ideal client is constantly you know, struggling with, identify with them, use this as market research, really mirror back some of the issues and share stories in those personal conversations, wherever they might be, a PM, a reply, you know, in a DM, et cetera, or even a private message, you know, to a member in a group. How did you develop kind of this approach for yourself that felt really soul-based and service-based? Well, as far as like the PMs and the DMs, the first part of it is a little bit scripted because I, I'm going to start out with that. Tell me more about what's going on with your child so that I can get the bigger picture. When that happens, they start to share their story. And when they start to share their story, you can connect that with things that you have done, but you're also getting those those pain points. You're also getting from them what they want to achieve and where they want to go. And when you can mirror that back to them, repeat that back to them. Well, it seems like you really would like to get to the bottom of this for your child so that they can have their light back on. They can feel like themselves. They can feel amazing. And what, for me, what I've noticed just, I used to work with a lot of clients in person. And what I noticed is when I was talking to them and I got them to share their story, they basically talked themselves into the solution because I just kept asking those open-ended questions. Well, tell me more about that. Um, And they would talk themselves into the solution. At the end, they had their own aha moment and I didn't have to convince them of anything. It was really that they had been on this personal journey of having to hear it out loud for themselves. I think I, I know from working with people in, in very, I mean, other families that were going through very similar things like us and also having the pleasure of working with many teams that were dealing with families and early intervention, nutrigenomics and all different people who were really part of this process is I would always say, you know, to coaches who would say to me, like, how are you, how are you making money? And very similar to you, I would say, you know, if I were to think back to any of the, any of the struggles that I've had for my health, let alone when my kids came into the picture and that rampant anxiety, that massive fear, my own like trauma of going through these, my own issues would get triggered. And then I would have that mom worry. Are my kids ever going to get through this? Like, are we doing the right thing? What if they end up and and there was just panic. And when we think of some of the simplest strategies where, where it is scripted, as you said, but it's also hearing that person saying, you know, what does this look like in your life right now? You know, is it, is it getting in the way of you and your husband's, you know, cohesiveness in, in, a, in addressing this? Are you guys on the same page? And I always would say, if I really sit there and, and step into their shoes, one of the biggest things that we all want is somebody to walk with us through our biggest struggles with, of course, a plan and one that, have, you know, that, that will change. But the biggest struggle that we all have is, am I going to have to do this alone? I'm already so overwhelmed. Or the person who's just in, they're in paralysis. Yes. Because either the shock of a new diagnosis, a misdiagnosis, the mom gut that feels, you know, something, something is not right. And I think especially when it's working with children that we really need to recognize how massively overwhelming this can be for the mother. And furthermore, most often the apple does not fall too far from the tree. And so in recognizing that there are possible issues to also honor the mom guilt and the sadness and in the morning of 
feeling like this was their fault. I mean, I, there was, there's so much, there's so much that's loaded when we work with, when we work in coaching. And I love how you really share these questions because it does have that person say, wow, this woman Piper has brought me in her, her group. She, and I'm in here getting more information, more information that I can even imagine. And in that, the psychology of our potential buyer, our potential client starts going through all the times that they were struggling searching, all the times. And, and will, as they're even in your group, think, I can trust her. And that, and that confidence and that connection with you, sharing your own story, sharing the things that you have worked, the things that didn't, having high value content that they're consuming in a structured way also helps, I believe, that person to... Um, stop and say, you know, I really do want to have this conversation and and being more open when you do ask these questions first, more of this harder push that I often see uh, many, many coaches get stuck in because they get so worried that they're not going to get this person on their list instead of stepping back and saying, what were these biggest problems? And and really massaging those for that person because that's what this person really needs. Well, and I think when you create that connection with somebody, they are more likely to follow you. So yeah, someone might get on your list because you've got a cool freebie, but when you've created a connection, that really attracts them to you, to what you are doing. And that is why I think creating connection is really, really important. Um, I have been doing a lot of, of PR, of public relations lately. And I have just found that connection, whether it's with the clients I'm working with or with a community that's even bigger than me, people who are doing the same things I am, putting myself out there has really just completely changed my business and impacted just everything that I'm doing and how I'm working with clients. I've learned so much. I I can't tell you how much I agree with that because I would always say, think of your connection as your conversion. Because if that person is connecting with you and that person really already is experiencing this transformation because they are even in each PM or I have a tendency to say, how have I ever wanted to be responded? I'll hit, I'll hit the record button, you know, whether it's a DM or PM or, you know, I'll shoot a video and just say, Hey, I really wanted to come and just tell you in my own words, like this is what I struggled with and really stepping into their life, not thinking about, are they going to come on the list? Are they going to do this? But saying, if I were in this person's shoes, which I either had been or just the elements of not even compassion, knowing the biggest problems that are in that industry, that specific niche and really getting to understand what is missing in the world. Because when we also see what's missing in that specific niche, and we really know this person, it's very easy to then create that type of environment that I think is a no-brainer then as far as conversions. Well, the other big thing is when you create connection and you have a client that is successful, they are an amazing, amazing referral source. So I have this connection. And she actually has not become a client yet, but she follows me in my group. We've had connection emailing. I've sent her Loom videos. We've talked on the phone. And based on that, she promotes me and refers so many people to me. And it's become this, you scratch your back, my back, I'll scratch your back kind of situation where I'm so willing to help her answer her questions. And she's willing to go out and just, you know, send people my way and promote me. So I think when you get that referral-based business going, you've got those successful clients. It makes an amazing difference for you, for what you have going on. And something I just want to kind of reiterate that, that we've talked about, and there were probably about, I think of you and my podcast person, and she's going to be like, oh my goodness, I'm going to have to, you know, touch on this point, this point, this point, and in the, you know, the show notes, because there really are about 25 different gems that I can think right off the bat for not just a new coach, but anyone who you start a business, you start to see that this niche is really your sweet spot. 
-hmm. and that the people that you're working with, it's so on point and you start to create, as you said, this structure and this blueprint for that, for that group so that people know what to expect. They know what you're doing. You're bringing in other speakers. And then you start to say, how am I going to expand? Because this is really fine tuned right now. And I love that you really talked about that referral basic, that referral business, because in the beginning there was extra work that I had to do. And one of my biggest fears was speaking in public. I mean, I got around it constantly with always been like, Oh no, you go. It's totally fine. And when it came to this business, I knew that the only way I would get visible was to put myself out there, reach out to people in my local community, even networking places, PTAs, schools, I mean, all the, and offer, you know, I would either love to have you speak or I would love to come in and really add add some additional, you know, information that maybe your people would really enjoy. This is what I can do for you. And always positioning it in that way so that not only would I get in front of their list, as you were speaking about also in media and getting more visible. And I think that's the part that often we quit before that miracle happens. We quit before we have found that fine-tuned place. Mm-hmm. And also, we we don't understand how important it is to actually create that cohesiveness for ourselves, but more importantly, our following, our community, our newsletter list. And it also lessens, as you've even shared, it lessens the overwhelm of what am I going to do this week? That What am I going to talk about? And really being able to focus in on if I'm bringing value, if I'm asking these questions that I know in a poll that I know people desperately want, and I'm really keeping a tab on what people are sharing with me, then figuring out what content you also need to be sharing about makes it much easier. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, just this week, I was listening to, we talked about test don't guess this week in my group and just listening to them and what they want and how I can create access to the testing for them so that we can create a program around that. So, you know, it's really listening to what they want. You might go in with like, this is what I'm going to do. This is my clear picture. And then you're going to find out, uh, uh-uh, uh, that's not what they want. That's not how it's going to work. And you have to have that ability to readjust Uh, your plan and stick to it. I think you just have to keep going. Just keep swimming. Just keep going. Well, that's why I'm such a huge advocate of workshops. I feel we can, we can do a lot of testing with freebies. I'm all about Google analytics. Even if you're a brand new coach, have that installed on your website, start seeing where people are coming in to, to digest from you. But I think also in the beginning, when we're just overwhelmed those workshops give us an opportunity to also test what people are interested in. And then never to forget, as you were saying, make sure that you're constantly doing that market research. Make sure if you have past clients or friends that struggled, that you're getting them on an hour call, say, can I record this? Because your feedback that you give me will truly change somebody else's life. And I had tons of friends who would, you know, who opened themselves to interviews, people in different groups, being able to take that information and showing up consistently with that and even sharing those kind of workshops on, you know, YouTube, which still to this day has been, and I do Facebook ads, but that is my number one of where people are intentionally searching for something and they find those videos. And, you know, those are just simply master classes that can say, Hey, you want to join this group and bring them right into your group. Yeah. And I love what you said about recording the calls and expressing it as this, what you're giving me as far as feedback can really change somebody's life. And I think that that's important. We don't see in the grand scheme of things, how what's happening with our clients, with ha- what's happening with us, what they're saying can really be a game changer for somebody else. So I totally love that. I, and I, you know, I would say that probably came later. I mean, and I will just say for every new coach, 
we're all scared. I think that's one of the things that we have to diffuse. We're as scared navigating a new path, a new business, just like our ideal clients. But when I got comfortable, even though I felt like I was shaking when I would ask people, you know, can you help me out? I'm really trying to get a deeper understanding of what people are searching for, people like yourself. I stepped into that service based mindset versus that fear of what is this person going to think? Is it a waste of their time? It's like, no, give them something, give them, you know, one of your programs, you're going to say, I really appreciate you taking this time or give them an extra 30 minute session. And that's what you're saying. Like I'll scratch your back and you're not even going to ask for a back scratch unless you desire to, but it's going to happen naturally because it's such, such a great energetic exchange. And that person values you and you value that person. And I think that's also what you're really speaking about is creating those long lasting connections with people. All right. We could talk about this forever. I would say before we close this out and ask you a few fun little questions, do you have anything in closing that you would really love any, any wellness professionals listening to this to understand about, you know, things that we just talked about? One, it is, you're not just going to come out of the gate swinging and everything is going to be perfect. It is going to take work. It is going to take focus. You have to know that along the way, your plan, your game plan is going to change. I mean, I thought, oh my gosh, when COVID started, oh my gosh, I am going to do an immune boosting workshop. And you know what? It was a bomb. It was not my, it was not my ideal clients. It wasn't really any, you know, it wasn't really what I was looking for. And so, you know, really listen to what your ideal clients want, really get clear on who your ideal client is. And then don't make it so, so much about, oh my gosh, I have to get this person on my list or sell them. But how can you make that connection? Because I promise, I promise when you make this connection that whether it's tomorrow or six months from now or a year from now, they are going to come back to you and they are not going to forget you. And they're going to say, I I'm, I'm ready. I need you right now. So really focus on that community, focus on that connection and share, share your story. That is so right on because, you know, I, every person that I ever worked with either found me from somebody else or they're like, you know, somebody tagged me under your post on Facebook, on my personal page. I want to work with you. And they became lifelong clients. They would say, you know, I've really been struggling. I just feel like I need a session. Please just talk to someone I can really trust and, and work this out. So guys, don't forget, don't for, don't forget to take that messy action in the beginning. I love that you just mentioned that because I do feel a lot of us wait for everything to be perfect. And we think if we consume all these different information, but I always think it's like childbirth. Like I read a lot of books and now my childbirth was not in that book, even to the point that my husband said, wait, this wasn't in the book. You, you don't just go to contractions every two minutes. And my midwife was like, honey, none of this is in a book. <laughs> so that was a great lesson. All right. So guys, now we're going to do some fun questions because who doesn't want to pick Piper's brain? Oh my God. That should really be, that should be a monthly class. Pick Piper's brain. There you go. That could be my podcast. <laughs> All right. So we have question one. What did you wish you would have known when you first started coaching? That connection is super important. And I know that's what we've talked about this whole time, but I really thought about how can I, how can I get my clients? How can I get people on my list? But when I can connect with people that can help me get to those other people, it's made a huge difference. So that Connection matters. And yes, you're going to have to stop, pivot and change your plan in the middle. It's not going to work out exactly how you plan. It just doesn't, doesn't happen. I 100% agree. And I love because you and I have been talking in personal conversation, even about, you know, PR or hiring somebody to really help you hone in. And I just want to say for those of you, I'm not saying right away when you're a brand new coach, I want you to hear when Piper said, when I really knew this was who I was meant to work with you're never, it's never too early for that. So guys, if you're waiting for the perfect time, 
again, there is no perfect time. It's about getting out there and getting visible in front of more people, expanding your reach, expanding your visibility and never looking back because you did the right thing. All right. What would be your biggest tip just in general for coaches? Get out there and do it. Stop dragging your feet. Stop waiting for that perfect moment. My motto is go big or go home. Just, just do it. And sometimes you're going to bomb and it's going to be your COVID immune boosting workshop and it's going to suck, but sometimes it's going to be stellar. It's going to be amazing. So just do it. Stop waiting for that perfect moment and just go for it. But that failure, I, my husband always says one thing about you and many other people who are success minded is it's those failures that actually teach us so much about our ideal client. So guys, if you fail, fail forward. That's my favorite line. And it's also on my wall. <laughs> what are your favorite hacks for health? I love it. You and I just recently spoke, talked to each other about this, but I love microbiome products. So mega spore probiotic, mega mucosa, mega IgG. They just came out with a whole bunch of um, immune boosting, mega viron things. So I love their products. They are one of the only probiotics on the market that has like research backed. They have research studies. And I love their products. And I love that I can, you know, email my, my contacts and say, we have a client with this. What, what do you recommend? What would be the best kind of option? So I love their products. Definitely like keeping your gut healthy, focusing on good nutrition, getting outside every single day that during COVID has been huge for my kids. Cause I'm like, you live in a cave, go outside, go outside. I to my son, I was like, honey, this is where we're at right now. And I, I said to Max, I was like, Max, listen, I love you, honey. And, and this is, this is the situation right now we're dealing with. And he was like, well, I mean, I'm outside. I was like, let's be real. He's my real fact guy. I was like, let's break down the facts on a daily basis. Now tell me how many times your buttocks has been outside consistently. And I think that's one of those very little things that we often forget, like get outside, vitamin D, you know, just, just movement. So I love that tip because I know a lot of parents and also a lot of people will say, I don't think I've been doing that enough. So guys, heed Piper's advice. <laughs> All right. What's the one thing your program did for your client that they didn't expect? I have a client who I've been working with his whole family for like two years, but he had been in the mental institution three times. Uh, he was the third time he was in the institution. His mother actually called me and said, I don't feel like anything we're doing is working. You know, I, I'm scared to do this because what if it doesn't work? And I said, well, is anything you tried worked? And she said, no. And I said, let's try and see what happens. And so, you know, just the email that I've gotten from her is he was able to get off all of the medications he was on. He was able to get a driver's license and graduate from high school and fly across the country to see his brother in a different state. And his mom is just like, oh, those are all things I never imagined that he would ever be able to do. And so for me, like, that's just the biggest, like, oh, like, amazing success. It, it's, it's those emails when a mom reaches out to you and even just says like, life has changed. We're like, okay, that's all I needed. That one that one email or that one moment. So I love that you brought that up because I know as coaches and wellness entrepreneurs, we can get so stuck in the, I don't know if this is working. I'm doing all this work. And then, so we have those moments where it just, it just all makes sense. Mm -hmm. And it gives fuel for the time that, you know, when we're in that, that in-between time where we're like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to get to this next place or am I even going to be able to kick off my business? So guys, remember that. Remember, so if you had 5K to spend on health products or a biohacking or sleep or any of these things, what would be on your Christmas list? A sauna space. I want a sauna space. I keep saying I'm going to get one. We have a sauna at my office. I am just not motivated to get in my car and drive to the office and do that. Like I want to be able to just get in the sauna. So that is on my like ultimate health and wellness wish list is, is finally just doing it, get in a sauna space. And, and guys talk about this. I will just close with this since we had our fun questions. I have a different company, the uh, sunlighting that I bought for my 40th birthday. 
I said, you know what, I'm going to do this to hold myself accountable to all these things because I'm not going to drive anymore and go pay for a sauna. Very long story short is just last week, I saw my IG feed, you talking about this. And it was that moment that I pulled out my phone and I said, oh my God, I better go check these people out. That's trust. That's visibility. And I think too often on the other side, we think, well, what does my person want? We want really concrete, good information. We want to look at that coach and say, this is a person that consistently talks about these reliable products, brings not only their own knowledge, but these other really great speakers helping me to get to this next place. And so I will say, for me being on the other side, you were that person. I was like, oh, I trust Piper. Let me go look at this company. So that's why visibility works. And because you did that masterclass, you were sharing, guys, we had such a great masterclass and you were talking about that, I think, on IG. All right, guys, we are about to close out this amazing, just real talk convo with Piper. Piper, before we leave, can you tell everyone where they can find you? Yeah, you can find me at www.regenerating.health, so not .com, .health. Or I am on Instagram and Facebook, just Regenerating Health. You can find me at both of those places. Piper, thank you so much for taking time today. Guys, please go follow Piper. Please go check out our information, especially if this topic touches either your own heart or maybe you specialize in this area yourself and you really want to follow somebody who is doing it right and showing up in clearly the ways that you've heard Piper share. And guys, don't forget, take care of your health. It is your wealth. And with that being said, we will see you guys later. Bye guys. Thanks Piper. All right, guys, that is all for today. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe to the show so you don't miss any future episodes. While you're there, it would mean the world to me if you take just a few seconds and leave me an honest review. Truth is, I love honesty. Your reviews help me to reach even more health coaches and wellness professionals who are ready to explode their business and want the truth in this non-BS approach. You can find all the links and the information mentioned in this episode at www.rachelafeldman.com backslash podcast. All right, so don't forget to tag me on Instagram at Rachel A. Feldman and let me know what was your favorite part of the episode. This will help me to create even better content for you Bring on awesome peeps to tell you the truth about how they built their business, plus other speakers to help you take your business to the top without overwhelm. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you guys soon.